You're listening to Panthers on Tap. I'm Curtis Brown, joined by Bryson Carbley. We're just two fans sharing our love for the game in Carolina Panthers football. So join us, crack open a cold one, some bubbly, a little wine, some scotch. We don't care, whatever makes you sleep better at night. Before we dive into the episode, a little self-promotion. Stop what you're doing. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap. Join the discussion on our Facebook group. We have over 2,500 members. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Just search Panthers on Tap. Carolina went up to New England this week and ended up losing in that second preseason game. Bryson, we've got a little time to reflect on it. Before we get to that, how are you doing this evening? Good. Excited to be progressing through the preseason and getting closer and closer to that regular season. So uh, it's, it's exciting. Got some exciting things happening in Carolina. So just uh, just glad to be making our way through the boring stuff. Yeah, and we got some exciting things happening for us. We got a big announcement for you all. We are partnering with Manscaped, and this is not only a win for us, but also a win for you. I know wins are hard to come by being a Panthers fan, but things are about to change. We both have received the Performance Package 4.0 for free. And guys, let me tell you, it's a game changer. And inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. This is the perfect gift for your dad, grandpa, brother, husband, whoever really has hair, pretty much. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skincare technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4,000 LED spotlight. We both put it to the test with our boys down below. And let me tell you, it's about as automatic as the Clown X route. Cam Newton on fourth and one, CMC out of the backfield, and Baker Mayfield to DJ Moore. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TAP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code TAP20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Bryson, I know you got a chance to use some of the stuff. How'd you like it? Yeah, I can't lie, man. I was very impressed with the uh, with the lawnmower 4.0. Um, I, I won't get into too much detail, but my wife was very happy as well. Uh, the 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 ball deodorant smells amazing. I was very impressed with that. Uh, very moisturizing. Um, I've never had anything like it, and absolutely uh, can't wait to get more of it. Yeah, I, I I'll tell you what. I threw the other guy's stuff out right away. Um, this, it, it does great work. I agree the the smell of the deodorant is really refreshing. I also really like the light. I think that does, it does, does, oh, yeah. does it justice. So again, you guys go check it out again. Our, our code is tap 20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. All right, Bryson, let's get into it this evening. we got a lot to talk about. We're going to start at the QB position. A lot going on between Baker Mayfield being named the starter. Also, the bad news, Matt Corral, season-ending IR, Liz Frank injury. Looks like he's going to be getting surgery. Let's start with Baker Mayfield. Really, it's really it's not a surprise to either of us, but I just want to get a big picture here. I didn't prep you at all for this, so maybe I'll go first and then let you kind of think about it. What is does a successful season look for Mayfield? I'll start. Um, I I was going statistically on this. I'm thinking around. Oh, let me first start off with that. I'm really happy they named the starter. Um, it's been a long time coming. They clearly trade the minute they traded for him. There was no way in hell Sam Darnold was going to be winning that job. I give it to Sam. He did put up a fight, but you know, this, when they, when they, when they made the calls during the draft and then when they kept continuing the conversation in the summer, there was no doubt about it. They were not comfortable with this quarterback room and they went out and got the guy they think is going to get the job done. But with that said, I'm thinking Baker 3,800 yards around there. Uh, I, I was looking kind of at his averages over the year. I think his, Best season was around that 38, 3,900 yard mark. I'm thinking 25 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. I, hopefully it's more. Uh, I think CMC will take away from some of that. Probably his, his best completion percentage rating, I think, in his 
four seasons was 63%. Don't quote me on that. I'm bumping it to 65. Hopefully you can get there. And with that, I think that carries between nine and 10 wins. And hopefully they are uh, making it into the playoffs. For you, what are you, what are you thinking for a successful season for Baker Mayfield? And initial thoughts on him being the starter. Uh, well, initial thoughts, uh, I think, yeah, it was, it was just a matter of time. It really went on longer than it should have. But uh, I think that, you know, say what you will about Sam Darnold uh, as a player. I think as a person and a human being, he's really a good guy. And he's gained a lot of respect from his coaches due to that. So I think that that played a big part in them not immediately naming Baker Mayfield the starter. Um, and then you saw even in his press conference today, uh, Darnold's just completely – He's just a good teammate. He really is saying that he's going to do everything he can to put Baker in a winning position. And I genuinely believe that coming from Darnold. So uh, I, a solid backup, to say the least. I think Darnold is is going to be, you know, Darnold is one of the better backups in the league now. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. But uh, a successful season for Baker. Um, do you mean that would lead to a contract uh, for uh, a re-up on the contract for Carolina next season or? Not uh, sure. Okay. Not sure. I, I I mean, obviously, if he does well, I hope it. I hope it leads to that. But okay, so if see. if it's not based off of that, I think as long as he plays average, uh, which would be in, in my mind, thirty five hundred yards, twenty touchdowns, and about twelve interceptions, I think that that would be a good season, um, or that would be an okay season. Good season would be more of of, of the. What you're talking with the 3,800, the 25 touchdowns, and uh, however many interceptions you said. But uh, I think if he can get 3,500 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, and around 10 interceptions, uh, that's one of – that's, I mean, we haven't had quarterback play like that in Carolina in a while. Uh, I mm -hmm. mean, and that's that's sad, but it's the truth. So I, I'm not trying to get my hopes up too high right now, but I think that Darnold – or I think that Baker is more capable than, than the average stat line I put out. But I think that if he can get that at the very least, I think that Carolina can get to that nine win, um, eight, nine wins. If he does more of the stat line that you you said, uh, I think that they get to the nine, ten wins. So uh, we'll see. But I think that as long as it's the bare minimum of, of that stat line I provided, then I think Carolina is going to – it's going to be a pretty good year. Yeah, on the, on the flip side of that, and I, I, I agree with you, I think even if, if they get that out of him would be good. I think Baker can do a little bit better than that, hopefully. But let's go to the other side of things because Matt Corral, that has been really a bummer for all of us. I know this was more of a developmental year, him kind of sitting back, learning the ropes from Sam and Baker. But it's never good to see any player, especially at the most important position in the league, to be your future to be injured in the first year and out for the entire season. Now, again, he's going to sit back, still do what he was doing, but just do it with a boot on his leg. So that really sucks for him. Um, I didn't want to entertain this. I didn't have it in my notes, but I just wanted to call out the people who had blamed idiotically, just a real quick tangent, blames Matt Rule for, for his injury. Those people need to shut the hell up. They don't know what they're talking about. They will pick apart every little thing Matt Rule does and anything and say he does it wrong. But that was by no means Matt Rule's fault. Injuries happen in the NFL. It's a violent sport. But I just wanted to throw that out there. I wanted to make sure that was out on the ropes. That wasn't you. I was not directing that at you. But I want to make sure to call out the dumbasses on Twitter. Go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that uh, I was the person calling for more reps for Matt Corral. Um, Matt Rule gives him more reps, and then he gets injured. I Everybody knows that listens to the show, I do not like Matt Rule. You cannot blame Matt Rule when he gives Matt Corral more reps, which the fans were clamoring for, and then Matt Corral gets injured, and you say, wow, it's Matt Rule's fault that Matt Corral got injured. It, you can't have it both ways as a Carolina Panthers fan. So uh, definitely not putting that on Matt Rule. It is not his fault um, that Matt Corral got injured. Uh, Deontay Brown got embarrassed on the play that, uh, Corral got injured. You you expect better play from your offensive line against talent similar on similar levels as the third and fourth stringers that you're playing against. But 
that offensive line was embarrassing, and uh, Matt Corral was running for his life, and that's no, that's no fault of Matt Rule. It's the fault of the players on the field. So um, definitely not on him. Yeah, let's let's talk about that game. Let's recap that here. We're going to recap the game, and then we're going to get into the our 53-man roster projections, which probably will take up the rest of the show. So little game recap. We got to see – we all know Baker and Sam were both out. They did not play. Um, PJ got the start. He played the first and third quarter. Macrow played the second and fourth. Um, there was some starters in there. Higgy was playing at wide out. Shai Smith was in there. Icky and Christensen were also in there. I believe Sam Tecklenburg was at center. Um, but they wanted to get Icky and Christensen a little bit more comfortable with each other working together on the line. Initial thoughts on Icky for me. He's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. He uh, got a little taste of his own medicine, gave up two, I think from my county, gave up two sacks in that game. Uh, he got, as you mentioned, he got his ass kicked by a corner, went up way too high, got blown back. Uh, as, as Mike Wall said it on Twitter the other day, we've had him on this show, former Carolina Panthers, Pro Bowl offensive guard. He just didn't have good leverage on the play. He'll learn from it. Um, I thought, you know, for the most part, there were some plays he looked all right in the run game, especially. And that's kind of what his, what he's, um, I would I would say he's pretty damn good at in the run blocking game. He just needs to be better in pass protection, but I think that will come with time. I thought he looked good. I, I'll tell you what, I think there's no question. And a Matt rule said this today, Brady Christensen deserves that guard spot. He deserves a starting spot on this line. He looked, he looks good wherever he's at guard or left tackle. He looks good. He does. He, he, he's ready to roll. But what'd you see from Mickey? What were your, what were your thoughts on the offense? I guess right in that game. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, everybody knew coming in drafting Aquanu that he was a run blocking tackle that needed work on his, on his pass sets. And I think that that's what we've seen so far. He's not perfect by any means, but he has shown improvement in my mind um, in all areas of, of his game. And, you, they like to point out the play where Kyle Duggar, you know, hit Iquanu, but on the first play of, of the game, Iquanu has the uh, corner, I think Jonathan Jones, uh, he, I mean, on the very first play of the game, Iquanu has a pancake. And that's what he was pulling as a, as a tackle, left tackle, which isn't easy, and he pancakes a corner. And, I, I mean, that's just like what you're going to get with Iquanu. Um, he's going to learn from that, like you mentioned, with, with the leverage and the safety hitting him up high and him just losing his feet. And then he did an awesome backflip and landed back on his feet. I don't know if you saw that or not, but uh, he's, uh, he's going to learn. He, there's there's going to be a learning curve, but he coming from NC state to the NFL, uh, he's not going to be perfect. So let's get that out of our heads. Um, he has all of the talent in the world. He has the strength and build and quickness that you want in a left, uh, uh, you know, a pro bowl, career left tackle for your team. So uh, let's pump the brakes a little bit on this Quanu hate, and let's just give him a little bit of time. I mean, uh, if you look up in New York, uh, Andrew Thomas that they drafted a couple years ago, I think it was 20, 2020, I believe, uh, top five tackle. His first season was terrible, and now he's looking like one of the best tackles in the league uh, coming into 2022. So sometimes it just takes time. And I think that that's what Iquanu needs and he's going to learn. He's going to grow. Uh, I've mentioned before on, on a previous episode with, uh, Oh goodness. <laughs> His name slipped my mind, but with, with a previous guest where the offensive line are a little bit different um, when it comes to development, when they, start i think quarterbacks are you no know, they sometimes benefit from sitting behind a starter for a year and learning the offense and offensive linemen benefit a lot more in my opinion when they're thrown in and they learn on their feet so uh i i'm excited and i think i think Iquanu is the guy there at left tackle for a long time yeah and there's going to be growing pains i think we talked to i want to say that was kevin a couple it was probably midsummer when we talked to him, about, but there's going to be growing pains. Icky's going to make mistakes. He's going to give up sacks in games, and it's going to be frustrating at the time. But in the long run, it's going to pay off. I agree with you. I think they need to be thrown in there and, you know, learn by fire. I mean, 
and he got a good and he got a pretty good test with that this weekend. I mean, there he was going up against some of the best tight end our best defensive ends in the game. So yeah, and uh, I just remembered the guest. Just want to shout him out, Vincent Richardson. I remember talking that about that with Vincent. So shout out to Vincent Richardson, the uh, the undercover genius in Carolina Panthers Twitter that doesn't get enough credit. So so that'll come with time. So that. That was good with uh, with the offensive line. I thought that was a pretty good recap. I thought PJ showed some good things. I saw. I thought Matt Corral looked a little bit better in this last game. He definitely showed you know some progress from the first game when he was thrown really under the fire in that fourth quarter. Um, and this game, I thought he did a much better processing, getting the ball out, finding some guys. It wasn't perfect, but I thought he improved. Um, Higgins looked pretty good. I thought Shy Smith looked good. We'll talk about him later yep. uh, a little bit more. But, yeah, I thought Shy looked good. Trying to think who else. Spencer Brown, I think, got a lot more touches this game. Um, got to give a guy, Ricci. Okay, I, I think I was pronounced. I've picked this up in the broadcast of them pronouncing his name. They call him Giovanni Ricci, like reach. You reach for the damn ball. But this guy, I'll tell you what, he's he's starting to show up a lot more. He had one catch, I think, in the game, but it was a nice, you know, a, a deep, a deep in route um, that he had in the game. It was, it, I thought it was like a fifteen or twenty yard gain on the play. But he's someone to watch. He's and he kind of fits that Ben McAdoo tight end role, fullback out of the backfield. Ben McAdoo. In his old offense with the Giants, they like to throw to those those fullbacks back in the day in the 2016, 2015 days with Eli Manning. So he is someone to watch. Again, I'd like to see Thomas Fletcher get more involved. But again, a lot of those guys weren't even playing in the game. But offensively, that was kind of my quick recap of what I saw. Do you have anything else or do you want to go to the defense? What did you see from the defense? Oh, yeah. I just shout out Richie again. Uh, he's been he's popped on tape from week one and two in the preseason and really just some athletic moves that you don't really see out of fullbacks a lot. Um, so yeah, shout out to him. Shai Smith is another guy that you mentioned been doing really well and, and we'll get into later, but uh, definitely climbing his way up, up the uh, depth chart in Carolina. So um, yeah, excited, excited about it. And then defensively Barno, I feel like Barno, I, again, I, 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 have to admit i watched the i watched the game on my phone driving three hours away so it's really hard to pick out players and i also tried to watch a little bit of a rewind of the game as well but i believe barno had a pressure or two in there uh in that game um stanford i believe it was stanford it was 50 is that stanford on the roster i don't know Anyway, 50, 50 had a sack. That was a pretty good play. Um, and then Tay Hayes. I mean, that yeah. guy continues to make plays on the ball. He had the pick six, which was really good to see. Yeah, and, and uh, shout out Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith had a sack as well. Um, and, uh, and a, you know, a couple good coverage plays. Uh, just keeps popping on tape, man. He is going to be a good linebacker. What a, what a steal in the fourth round. Um, to get Brandon Smith. He's so athletic, so fast, uh, good instincts. Uh, I'm really excited for him to be into this, get into this uh, linebacking core that was lacking. So, Yeah, and I love it because this defense has so much depth that he doesn't get thrown in there when he doesn't need to be in there. Like, he can be rotated in and he'll be fresh. And, wet. I mean, eventually he's probably going to become the middle linebacker. But for him to not be thrown into that role – I think is a good thing. And that's one of the solid things about this defense is when they pick guys like that, they don't have to be thrown in right away. So that was, that was a quick recap of the de defense. Johnny Hecker had a couple punts. Um, I thought he had a shorter one that wasn't that great, but overall pretty good. I thought the kick and punt coverage was decent. Zane Gonzalez. I don't think he missed. I don't think he missed a field goal at all. And then Andre Roberts is injured right now, which is interesting. Uh, he's got a bone bruise. And the emergence of Shai Smith is also interesting with that because there's a few things. And we'll talk about this in a few seconds here when we get into the 
because that could shuffle things around. Again, I think Roberts ends up making the roster, but Matt Rowe was asked about that today. He said Roberts is out one to two weeks with a brome bruise, and then Joe came back and said, I know you don't want to say specifically who you're going to keep on the team, but do you expect Andre to be on the roster after the cuts? And he's like, well, we're hoping that. Um, so interesting, interesting things there that will come into play over this, this last preseason game, but let's get to the 53 man roster. Cause I feel like that's going to take a bit to talk about and we'll start with the offense and we can just go by position group, kind of talk about who we both think, um, should be on this roster and Matt, the Matt Corral injury, I feel like has changed things. Um, just going off of last year, just so folks know, they carried two QBs last year. It was Sam and PJ. Um, I think, uh, I mean, we'll see, we'll see where you're at Bryson, but I have them only carrying two with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. I don't think with Matt Corral's injury, I don't think they carry three. PJ's on the outside looking in. I think they would like to bring PJ back on the practice squad. And if he doesn't get scooped up, I think that's what's going to happen. But I have them just sticking with two QBs. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I have them with just Baker and Darnold. Um, Like you mentioned, maybe PJ clears waiver wire, which I think that there's a possibility that he does. I am not as high on him as you or other people that think that there are a trade market for him, but I think that Baker and Darnold are the two QBs on this roster to start the season, and uh, and they just roll with two. All right, that's pretty fair. Let's go to offensive line. Last year, not going to name them all, but they carry nine offensive linemen. Again, this that group was not as talented, so that could change. But off of that, I have them going with – Iki Aquanu, Brady Christensen, Pat Elfline, Austin Corbett, Taylor Moat, and Matt Rule announced today that will probably be the that will be the starting group heading into the season with Bradley Bozeman injured. It sounds like if Bo, once Bozeman gets healthy, he will be the starter. So that's Taylor Moat, and that's five. Bradley Bozeman, Michael Jordan. This is where I had troubles, Bryson, because I feel like this group has gotten better. I had 10. I had 10 guys in this group and then I was struggling with other groups. And I'm like, I think I can cut someone from this group and still be all right. So I'm at seven right now at Michael Jordan, Cam Irving. He's under contract. Matt rule again, brought him up today and talked about his versatility, a veteran. He's played all five positions, can play all five positions. That's why I think he sticks around. And I have Cade Mays. I do not. I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. I don't have Deontay Brown, and maybe he does make it. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be wrong on this. But those are the nine guys I have them sticking with. So they, the guys they would cut out of that group would be, I mean, the notable names would be Deontay Brown and Dennis Daly. And Dennis Daly I had in there, and then I got rid of him. I also had Brown in there. Actually, I had 11 at one point. I had had Brown and Dennis, and then I had Dennis out and just Brown, and I had it at 10. And then I'm like, ah, I don't don't know. So then I cut Brown out. So Brown was the 10th. Dennis was the 11th. So what were your thoughts on that? It's like a puzzle. So you had nine total offensive linemen, right? Nine total offensive linemen, yep. Well, we have the exact nine making the roster, but – uh, really? yeah, which is very interesting. Um, but towards the end, I kind of had my rankings a little different. Uh, I had in kind of like in my first wave of, of cuts was Dennis Daly for, for me. I think that he's just not shown yeah. anything. My second waves of cut, my second wave of cuts was Deontay Brown. And then my third wave, which I had to go back through and take people out was Tecklenburg because I think that Tecklenburg has shown a little bit. At center um, with the injury to Bozeman, I think that they might try to keep him around just just for safety. I know Elfline can play does play center and plays it decently well, but you know Tecklenburg is is okay. So yeah, I have Moten, Bozeman, Ikiakwanu, Elfline, Corbett, Mays, Brandon Christensen, Michael Jordan, and Cameron Irving, and I think that that's the nine that they roll with. Uh, they'll probably bring Tecklenburg, Daly, 
um, and Brown back on the practice squad if they can. I don't think that they let those three uh, go completely, but I think that that's the nine that they roll with. Yeah, and I'm just checking this quick. Do they did they keep the three week IR with from COVID? Yeah, I think they did. That is where I could see Tecklenburg make the roster if Bozeman's injury legs on into yeah. the season. I could see them put Bozeman on the that short IR and then bring Tecklenburg because I thought of him too. I think he played obviously backup and with Brad, Bradley Bozeman out, I think that could change things but yeah that's someone i think could be on the edge there but that's i'm that's interesting we both had the same man i i know fans will a lot of people like deontay brown i understand i get that yeah but we shall see i think i think this is a group where they can trim they can trim a couple guys because of the additions they've had yeah and i think Cade mays has outplayed him in his short time here like he's shown more than that than deontay brown has in his Two seasons here, right? He was a well, and Cade's versatile, too. He can play, I think, center. He's played a little bit of center, or he's practiced in that role. Mm-hmm. And guards. And, yeah. and, and and Brown is more of that, you know, that big old pig yeah. <laughs> guard, just a huge <laughs> specimen. So, yeah, so uh, – and I don't so we're, that, uh, we're similar. We did not show these to each other beforehand. I'll see if not. it changes here. Wide receiver – I'll let you start this time. Yeah, I, I bet our wide receivers are a little different. So um, I have them keeping seven wide receivers, including Roberts. Uh, I, I so Roberts can, is seven. Yeah. So I okay. I know you could probably move them to like – That's not how I had it, but yes, but, go ahead. Um, so I have uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall Jr., Shai Smith, Rashard Higgins, Roberts, and Brandon Zilstra. Um and C.J. Saunders was my last cut. For, he was 54 um, to get to 53. So I like C.J. a lot, but there's one other guy that we'll get into later that I like better for this roster. So um, I think C.J.'s in- injury that has ha- that happened early on in camp has really hurt him a lot, especially with Shai's emergence, um, Zilstra's just reliability, and then Robert's uh, – you know, he's the kick returner who is injured, so that might, you know, play a role into it a little bit. But I think that they keep the the core of six with DJ, Robbie, Terrace, Shy, Higgins, Zilstra, and then Roberts playing the kick return specialist. So that's who I have at, at in that group. Before I say mine, who, if you had to rank them, wide receiver one, two, and three, who is it for you? Uh, DJ one, Robbie two, Higgins three. Interesting. Okay. We had the same. I didn't, I didn't include, I didn't include Roberts in there. I so I'm going with six wide receivers and that's more Anderson, Higgins, Marshall, Cheyenne, Zilstra. Zilstra is not going anywhere. I, I said, I think it was week one or two of training camp. I said Saunders was a lock to make the roster. I remember saying that that injury killed that. Like after that, he's, he, it's just, it's just unfortunate. Like he was probably on the trend to make it, and then maybe they would have had this. That's where it, I'm like, it gets mucky a little bit. But I think he's in the outside looking in, which sucks for him. I do think he's going to make the practice squad. I don't see him getting picked up by anyone. He he no. was on the practice squad last year, so I feel like they're safe there. But Shy Smith, the emergence of him, and I know I. I, did, I wanted to go back and listen to our episode a couple – I think it was early in the summer or right before training camp. I want to say I thought maybe Shy would be on the bubble. Um, but to my defense, this guy had some off-the-field issues this year. He had a drug charge and a gun charge. I just – it looked like in March. And he didn't have a major role last year. So that concerned me a little bit. But I feel like he still has the talent on the field, and he – Matt Rule said it today. He's the been the bright spot of training camp. He's looked really good in the week two, one and two in preseason. Got to give a shout out to JJ Panthers culture. Yes, He's been tooting his horn. He knows family of shies. And this guy, you know, he's really rising up. He has, I mean, he's, some, they, they always say availability is the best ability. If I, hopefully I said that right. <laughs> Shy Smith, <laughs> Shy Smith 
has been way more available than Terrace Marshall, and he is slowly starting to move up there. I mean, he could be in – I think right now he's in the conversation of th- the third and fourth wide receiver right now. Like seriously. Yeah, I think that's fair because, of, you know, Matt Rule's comments today where he said Shy is, is fighting for a starting position on this team, not to make the roster. And I think that came as a surprise to a lot of people, not people like J.J., but – um, but yeah, Shy has just blown people away in camp this year. I think that he's taken a leap that a lot of people didn't see coming. So uh, congrats to him. Terrace Marshall is going the opposite way, trending down for sure. Uh, in a red jersey again today, Matt Rule said that he he expects Terrace to practice for the rest of the week and play on Friday. So we'll see where that goes. And there's also the rumors going around on Twitter that they've been taking – trade calls on Terrace Marshall. So I don't know how true that is, but there are rumors going around. So yeah, uh, and I will say this something. I don't mean to cut you off. Something I thought was interesting because Matt rule doesn't do this often, but he directly called him out after that Patriots game and said, he needs to be practicing. And Matt rule doesn't do that typically publicly. He, I'm sure he does it behind closed doors, but that I thought was very interesting. And then on Monday, I think the Matt said made the comments either Saturday or Sunday after the game, once they got back to Charlotte. Monday, Terrace was out practicing. This morning or today, he was in a red uh, he was in a red jersey. He had some, I think it was uh, a little bit of soreness, so they're easing him back in. It sounds like he's going to practice tomorrow, and then he are either Wednesday or Thursday, and then he'll suit up. It sounds like for the game, but it. There's definitely, it seems like some rift there with rule where you need to get your ass out on the field and become available. But injuries have plagued him his entire career going back to high school. I'm, I trust me for our listeners. I tried, I reached out to his high school coach when he was drafted. I found him on Facebook and the guy never messaged me. I wasn't a friend of his. I really wanted to talk to him about his injuries because his injuries date back all the way to high school. And he slipped in the draft because of that. And now it's starting to show up year two. I think I, I don't think they should trade him yet. I think they need to wait a little bit and give him this year and see what happens. Cause I think he still has, I mean, he's, he's a physical specimen. Like he has the traits to be a really good wide receiver. He just needs to freaking get healthy. Yeah. But I agree. Enough about him again, shy Smith doing great things. It's also, I wanted to, Shout out Rashard Higgins. It sounded like today he's kind of pulled Shy Smith under his wing, talked to him in the when he came here and stuff. So that's good to see, you know, guys really trying to, you know, boost other guys in the locker room up, which is good to see. But again, so far we have QBs at two, offense alignment, nine, six wide receivers. Let's go to running back. Last year, they kept three running backs if I have this right yes they kept three running backs I have them keeping three yeah McCaffrey Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard I think that's the clear consecutive top three Spencer Brown will probably be on the practice squad I think he was last year so do we have any any uh, quorums about that at all no I think that's a pretty clear uh Pretty clear expectation there in the running back room. Those those three are pretty much locks, I think. Okay, this is the group I think we split. <laughs> this is where we this is where we differ. Tight ends. Why don't you start? Okay, so are you counting Giovanni Ricci as a tight end? Yes. Okay, so I put him as a fullback. So I I have him as as my one fullback on the roster, and then I have three tight ends. I have. Ian Thomas and Tommy Trimble, of course. And then I went back and forth with Colin Thompson and Stephen Sullivan, and I stuck with Colin Thompson just because of the uh, just because of the familiarity with Matt Rule and his presence in the locker room. Seems like everybody likes Colin Thompson. So I think uh, Thomas, Trimble, and Thompson are the three that they keep with Ricci being the fourth kind of hybrid uh, fullback tight end. <laughs> We stay the same. So offensively, we have the same <laughs> wow. roster. Jeez, man. Yeah, I went with four because I put Ricci in there. And then I have Thomas Tremble and Colin Thompson. I think the Sullivan fumble. 
I, I don't know if that's the tipping point for him, but that did not help him at all in this last game. He had the fumble in Carolina's own territory, which set up, I believe it was a touch. No, it was a field goal. They held him to a field goal on that drive. But anyway, so across the board, so we both, yeah, I, the way you did DeAndre Roberts, but we'll still count this, 24 players on offense uh, going into this season. Let's move over to the defense and start with defensive line. Looking back last year, it looks like they carried 10 on the roster. I have 10 as well. So this is the deepest group I have because I also think this is um, – there's some weaker spots in this group on the back end. And that's why I think I carried so many guys on in this, in this position group. I have Brian Burns, Derek Brown. Matt Ioannidis, Yutur Gross Matos, Marquis Haynes, Davion Nixon, Bravion Roy. This is where we might change. Daryl Johnson, Amari Barno, and Phil Hoskins. That's the 10. Daryl Johnson's made a couple of plays in training camp. He had the pick on Baker on that Saturday game. I feel like he's all I think he had a couple of plays during preseason. He also made the roster last year. That's kind of why I was thinking he might make it. Again, I think this group on the back end is weaker. Barno obviously's draft pick. And then Phil Hoskins, Davion Nixon. They like Bravion Roy. So Yeah, finally. Do we differ? Yes. Finally we we uh we change up. Are you sure you weren't sitting in my living room for the offensive part of this when I <laughs> made this? But, yeah, uh, I have them keeping eight defensive linemen, uh, which is thin, I know. But um, I have them the same list as you, except for I have them cutting Hoskins and Daryl Johnson. So I have them keeping Barno, Roy, Brown, uh, Gross Matos, Haynes, Ioannidis, Burns, and Nixon. Um, I do think that this is one of the thinnest groups on the roster. So keeping eight might not be realistic, but uh, I think Daryl Johnson may be the guy that sticks around out of the two that I cut um, at the expense of probably a couple other players that I've kept. But um, I feel good about that group. I don't feel great, but I think that they have some talent in that room for sure. Yeah, I think I think the starters I'm comfortable with for the most part with the rotation on that other side with YGM Haynes and uh, even Barno, I think if getting him some reps, I mean, he ain't going to be playing probably 50, 60% of the plays, but you get him in a rotation and in a speed rush. I think he can have some value there. I just think with this group being so weak on the back end, they have to carry more guys here. I struggle with it because we'll get to corners, but that's where I was like, man, I, I could throw another guy in here in the safety group. So that that's kind of what held me back, but I, I'll stick with the 10. So we finally differed there. You said eight and I went with 10. Let's go to linebacker. You can go ahead. Yeah, this is the, one of the lowest, <laughs> one of the lowest amount of people that I kept, uh, you know, besides the running backs and pullbacks and quarterbacks, but uh, I only have, I only have five people in, in the, in the linebacker room, which, I think some of those defensive player, uh, defensive linemen can rotate as linebackers like Burns does sometimes. Etor does it sometimes. I'm sure Barno will and Haynes. But uh, I have Shaq Thompson, Brandon Smith, Frankie Louvu, Littleton, and Damon Wilson. So I think uh, Stanford was the one that was kind of hanging around for me, but I had to end up cutting, cutting him at the expense of some other players on, on the defense. So I got five there. Yeah, I struggled. I struggled with this one as well. Just going back to last year, they carried six. Just for folks, um, I carried six as well. I was in the same boat with you. I had Stanford as the sixth. I think if they're comfortable with where Shaq is, they're going to carry five, like you said. If there's any doubt, I think they carry six. But Again, that could be pick and play. Maybe Julian Stanford's on the practice squad. They bring him up if Shaq's not ready to roll. So I can see where they go five, but I had six with Stanford being the sixth one. Everything else is the same as you. 
for that group. And I struggle with that because corners is such a deep group and there is a lot of players in there. And this is where I, we clearly differ on this. So let's go to cornerbacks. And but but quickly going back to Shaq Thompson, it sounds like he practiced today a little bit. He's I think it's he's trending towards playing week one, which is really exciting because he has not played at all. Folks forget about that. Like the defense, these last two games when the starters were in, Shaq's not in there. That's that changes a whole the whole other dimension for that defense. So that'll be good to get him back. But cornerbacks, and I I seriously struggled with this one because I had I had like. I had seven, and then I cut I cut one away. I have six cornerbacks, which is tough. And I got rid of a draft pick. Actually, I got rid of two draft picks. So I'm probably wrong on this. But I have J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, C.J. Henderson, Keith Taylor, Stanley Thomas Oliver, and Tay Hayes. I honestly want to put Stanley Thomas Oliver in, but Matt Rule literally said on Monday he was making the roster. He literally said that in his presser, which I would have not had him in there. But he's the coach. That is who is <laughs> going to make the roster. So, and I did I and I don't did I say my sixth? Yeah, you said Tay Hayes, right? Tay Hayes. I think he makes the roster. If he doesn't, I'm going to be a little upset. Yeah, but I could see it. I could see him being one of the surprising ones where you're like, "Shit, he had a really good camp, but he just was." And it kind of reminds me, like C.J. Saunders, I believe, didn't make the roster last year. If I'm right on that, maybe I'm wrong on that. I believe he didn't. So, no, he didn't. and that was a guy I thought who played. You know, he was moving on. He had he was yeah. used a lot last year in training camp, and again, didn't make the roster. So I could see him not making it, but I feel like the place he's made in preseason, it give you got to take a strong look at him. The guys they're cutting in with that, which again, this was hard for me. Kalen Barnes drafted him seventh round, and Kenny Robinson. I think Kenny Robinson is going to be cut. I thought he'd be cut after the Patriots game. I think knowing that Matt Rule has more time to make these cuts is the reason why he's still on the roster, but I think he's going to be cut. I really do. Uh, Madre Harper, I know that guy has been mentioned by Matt Rule before too. So, again, this was a this was a hard group for me. It really was. And I think I think Barnes has <laughs> again, I, if I did this again, I would probably change it. But anyway, those yeah. are the six I have. I want to see what you sh- what shook out for you with the corners. So I had Kenny Robinson as a safety. I think Kenny Robinson is a safety. Are you talking about uh, Hartsfield as the as the guy that you cut from the? No, I kept Hartsfield. I have him as a safety now. When I, uh, you're right. They have Robinson slated as a safety, but they also have Hartsfield slated as a safety on their depth chart. Oh, okay. Which is weird. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, I I kept yeah. I kept seven corners. Um, Horn, Dante, CJ, Stanley Thomas, Oliver, who I'm in the same boat with you. If Rule didn't say that he was a lock, he wouldn't he would not have been one of my guys I kept. But he is a good special teams player, so that's probably what Rule what Rule sees. But um, Keith Taylor, Miles Hartsfield, and Tay Hayes. I think that Tay Hayes makes the roster. He's had too much. So uh, we have the same corners then. No, I have Miles Hartsfield. So do I, but I have him slated as a safety. That's I, okay. I'll get to that next. Okay. So I'm yeah, going. yeah. Then I guess we do. Um, if you add Hartsfield, but uh, Tay Hayes. I mean, you, you got the Panthers content people making videos of uh, big play Tay, and uh, I mean he's he's being played up a lot, which he is. He has shown that he is. You know, he's he's a decent corner and uh, in the whatever league he was in USFL or whatever the hell it was. Um, he was, you know, one of the best corners in that league. So uh, he came from Appalachian State, I believe, local guy. So I think that he ends up making the roster. Yeah, this. Uh, so we have same Miles Hartsfield. I don't know why I didn't put him in the cornerback. I just saw him on the depth chart as a safety because that's what they have on their website, which I don't understand. So seven, I guess, seven corners. If you want to think of that, safety. I struggle with as well because I was running out of guys and I feel like this is this I feel like this is the strongest room. But now that I'm thinking about it, I don't have a fucking backup in here if you consider Miles Hartfield a corner. Yeah. So 
I went with three safeties and that was including <laughs> Hartsfield. So I had Chin, Woods, and Hartsfield. I guess you could slot one of these other corners. Eh, I mean, they're probably going to go with Justin Burris. I think that would be probably my pick if if so I you cut you cut Justin Burris. I cut Burris and Franklin and Dang, Chandler, dude. <laughs> Dang, yeah, you're you, you're making but some. Was it, but was it Burris a late addition this past season? Like he wasn't signed to a team, and then he signed late. I believe, if I'm right on that, I thought he signed later, but. Um, I think he signed in like free agency, like the waves of, of free. Yeah. Agency. I mean, I don't think it was super, super late, but yeah, it, it definitely wasn't like the first day or anything, but, but that's the one I struck. I literally, I literally had four safeties. If you include miles Hartsfield, I had Justin Burris woods and chin. And then I'm like, damn, I got to have, <laughs> there was other spots. I, yeah. I'm not going to go into all my thinking, but I, if I had, to, if I had to redo this, I would probably take Stanford out. And put Burris in as that la- as a fourth safety because that's probably the safer bet. But go ahead, who are you? Who do you got? Yeah, I, I had five safeties. Um, five. Chin and Woods, obviously, uh, and then Burris. And I'm keeping Kenny Robinson and Sam Franklin. I think that Kenny Robinson has shown a lot in the preseason. Uh, he he is a guy that obviously brings some fire, and he's not going to let anybody push him around. He's he hits hard. He he had multiple big hits in the in the Patriots game uh, this this uh, past preseason game. So uh, Kitty Robinson, it's it's a guy they invested a draft pick in. I believe he was a sixth round pick. Um, Matt Rule likes him. I mean, prior to the fighting incidents, uh, I mean Matt Rule talked about him a lot last year. Uh, I think Kenny Robinson makes the roster, and I think Sam Franklin does too because Sam Franklin is a Matt Rule guy from Temple. Sam Franklin was a starter last year for a while. Uh, Robinson was a fifth round pick. Oh, well, yeah, even better, fifth, fifth round. So, uh, and then yeah, Franklin um, is kind of like a a tweener. I think w- when I see Franklin on the field, he looks like a linebacker to me. But uh, but yeah, I think he's got keep, long arms, man. Yeah, uh, I think they keep the five there. Channing Woods is a starter, and then Robinson Burst and Franklin as the backups. Yeah, and I apologize. I forgot to mention this about corners and safeties. They kept four corners last year, very thin, mm-hmm. and five safeties. And they also – see, this is weird. They could, In their roster last year, they, they uh, set Hartsfield as a safety, even in their, their 53-man roster breakdown last year. I don't get that. So, damn it, I'm, I'm sticking with that safety. I'm keeping what I have. <laughs> Those three, I think I – think, I could see them. Uh, I think they're going to keep probably Justin Burris. Um, and I know Matt, I think Matt, when he talked about Stanley Thomas Oliver this weekend, he also talked about Sam Franklin. Yeah. He's another guy. Like he just name dropped him and no one was even asking about him. So <laughs> I'm sure he's probably on there. I think, I think the likelihood is they carry five linebackers yeah. um, with, with Shaq coming back and, and that will free up some space a little bit here. But again, interesting. We can't forget about special teams. I feel like this is the most set group. Yeah. Barring any significant injury to Andre Roberts. But I have this group with four. Johnny Hecker, Zane. I almost forgot. I was like looking through here. I was looking back through my list and I'm like, I'm missing a position. I'm like, you can't forget about the long snapper, <laughs> J.J. Jansen, and then Andre Roberts. So that rounds out special teams for me. I'm yeah. assuming you have the same thing. No, I have them cutting Gonzalez and uh, signing Joey Sly. Joey Sly. Yeah, yeah. And then no, Santoso I... for week three, too. <laughs> yeah, I have the same exact group. I, I included Roberts in my wide receivers, so just Jansen, Gonzalez, and Hecker is what I wrote down. But, yeah, um, lock 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 at every spot there so um no surprises yeah that's that was fun i thought that was that was fun to do we should um we didn't plan this before we should put a friendly wager on this whoever gets the most correct orders a round of beers or shots something like that let's do that at the first game first game first game let's do it okay cool we will just go by if you miss a player, it's just a minus point or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good, man. But let's talk about this week. Let's wrap up with this real quick. 
Final preseason, Carolina hosting Buffalo. God, I'm I'm not – I'll tell you what, I'm nervous that this is going to be a Buffalo Bills home game. I know it's preseason, so, I mean, not everyone takes it seriously, and a lot of fans are selling tickets, trying to make money and giving them to God knows who down the street. But it's going to be exciting. It sounds like the starters are going to be playing. They did this – we were talking about this last episode – they did this last year in the third preseason game. This, a lot of the starters played. I think I tweeted this out. Sam Darnold played an entire half last year in the third preseason game. It sounds like Matt Rule wants to get Baker at least a quarter. So we will see what happens there. And I think he said, based off of starters and injuries, some guys might be staying out there longer. Some might be off the field a little bit earlier. But it's going to be exciting. Baker's finally going to be at home for his first home game. Again, it's preseason, but they're going to be – it's a good test. They're playing you – know, Buffalo's coming to town. Buffalo, AFC Championship last year is, a, you know, a force to be one of the top teams coming out of the AFC again this year. Josh Allen, MVP, conversation, that sort of thing. So it's going to be a good test for them. And it sounds like some of their starters, I think their starters are going to be playing as well. So I'm excited. Anything you're looking forward to for Friday night? Yeah, I mean, the the Bills are a good team, like you mentioned. I believe that they're their odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. So, um, well, no, the Rams are the favorite out of the NFC, I think, to repeat. And then AFC is the Bills. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to, if Josh Allen plays, obviously, see Josh Allen, um, an electric quarterback, one of the best in the league. I'm excited for Baker Mayfield to play for a while, um, hopefully a little longer than a quarter. But if it is a quarter, then I'll be happy with that and just see him and how he meshes with these other, you know, his wide receiver core. And uh, hopefully Christian doesn't touch the field. I don't think he will, but um, and get Foreman in there and see that. And, of course, Chuba Hubbard. So uh, it's going to be exciting to see that. And the defense get some starters in and see what they can do against the Bills offense. That's, like we mentioned, one of the best in the league. So, It'll be exciting for a little bit and kind of get a, our feet wet and get a, a look on where we are and and what we need to work on and uh, and so forth. So it's exciting. I know you're going to the game. I won't be able to make it, unfortunately. I was but just I, about to ask you that. You're not going. No. Uh, unfortunately, I have uh, the in-laws coming into town, and I am not allowed to attend. So I will be watching on TV, that is for sure. Hopefully I can uh, catch you flashing some titties. And uh, – <laughs> Sounds like you got your balls in a vice here. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Yes, I did. We are going to be back next week, and hopefully Bryson will be buying me drinks week one. We shall see. Got it. But we want to thank everyone for listening to Panthers on Tap podcast. You can catch all of our episodes every Thursday or Wednesday. We drop them. It, it's been changing every now and then. But give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap for all your analysis and breaking news. And as always... 